0: The Solution Word with Pastor Adama Segbeji. Pastor Adama has a passion to uplift people and see the body of Christ excel. His aim, to bring hope to the hopeless and solution to the nations. In this message, you will learn. Seek first the kingdom. Let your passion be the kingdom. Let your heart be the kingdom. God has sent us here to rescue this nation. Amen. Say amen to that. Amen. God have sent you and I here. Not for economic purposes. Well, do your economic business. Build your house. Buy your house. Do your business. All of these things are good. But the primary reason for God bringing you here. Is to redeem this nation. Amen. Is to rescue a soul. Thank you for your generosity, Lord. Thank you for preserving us. Open your mouth and thank Him. Open your mouth and thank Him. It's only the living that praise Him. It's only the living that praise Him. Father, we praise you. Father, we honor you. We adore you, Jesus. We exalt you for all you've done for us. And for all you continue to do for us. Oh, Jesus, thank you. Thank you for bringing us into a new month. For bringing us into a new month. Oh, you have protected us. Oh, you have shown us nothing but your kindness. Lord, we love you from the depths of our heart. Somebody open your mouth and thank him. It's not everyone that began the year that is here today. You are here by grace. You are here by his goodness. Open your mouth and let's thank him. Father, we thank you. Jesus, we worship you. Jesus, we adore you. In Jesus' mighty name. In the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we stand before you this morning. With a heart of gratitude. Thank you for taking us through the month of January. The month of February. And bringing us into a new month. A new month. A month where we will see historic exploits. We speak into the womb of this month. That everything that is pregnant in this month will give birth to us Amen. we speak to the four corners of the earth wherever our breakthroughs are we decree them release now we decree them release now in the mighty name of Jesus we decree that the heavens are open over us in the mighty name of Jesus we go in your glory we operate in your glory function in your glory. We thank you for your covering. We exalt you. Thank you that this month will give all of us unprecedented testimonies. We honor you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 And amen. If someone is excited about what God has done for you, why don't you open your mouth and give him praise. Oh, I said open your mouth and give him praise. Hallelujah. 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 Come on, let's give him praise. Come on, let's give him praise. Come on, solution. I said let's give him praise. For all he's done for us, let's give him glory. Hallelujah. 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 I said hallelujah. Hallelujah. For praising the Lord this morning, you will not see mourning in your house this month. There shall be no death in your family this month. I decree a supernatural covering over you. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Well, let's give Jesus some praise one more time. And let's please be seated in the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah. Well, we thank God for... What he's doing in our lives and in our midst, we thank God for the youth. That was that was awesome to see them rapping. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Did you enjoy that? Did you really enjoy that? Okay. How many of you would like to see them come back again next week? Okay, all right. So next week, get ready, youth. There's more. Come with more rapping, praise God. So that all the old men who have forgotten how to rap will, start, will begin to rap. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, um, just before I go into the word, uh, it is vital for us to understand that uh, the world is going through changes. Amen. And as the world is going through changes, if you don't change with the world, you'll be left behind. Um, During the crossover service, the message the Holy Spirit gave me to preach was overshadowed by the Holy Spirit. How many of you remember that? And not only that, when we were looking at that message, we saw what Jesus taught us about the Holy Spirit, that the Holy Spirit will show us things to come. Amen. 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 Now, things are coming. But if you are not connected to the Holy Spirit, he cannot show you things to come. So this week, we have a prophetic encounter for the month of March. Amen. And it's a time where we all fast and pray. Amen. So we are fasting. It's three days of fasting and prayer. Beginning from Wednesday. It's Wednesday, right? Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. And every evening, we break with communion. So we break our fast with communion. So if you can fast tell. We break our fast with communion, praise God. But if you can't, you can break your fast at 6 p.m. But make sure you are here throughout this week. It's very important. Now, don't become a casualty. Amen? Amen. The devil isolates people to destroy them. Watch, I watch Animal Kingdom a lot. When a lion wants to eat an antelope, guess what he does? He scatters them. When they are together, he scatters them and goes for the lone ranger. So when God calls for a time of an encounter like this, don't exclude yourself. This is the first time as a a commission we are partaking of communion. Every prophetic encounter and fasting and praying And also the last day we are anointed. Amen. Amen. That's on the Friday we are anointed. And we are seeing what God is doing. And so don't stay home this week. Amen. Amen. All right. If I'm your pastor and I've been sent by God to you, your part is to obey what God has sent me to you to do. Amen. Amen. All right. Okay, are you ready for the word? Yes. All right, turn with me, please, in your Bibles to, of, to the book of Matthew, chapter 6. Matthew, chapter 6, verse 33. Matthew, for your information, is in the New Testament. Matthew, chapter 6, verse 33. I read. It says, But seek first the kingdom of the Lord, the kingdom of God, and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added to you. And we are blessed by the reading of God's word. This morning I'm preaching on a very simple message that I have titled, One Man, One Soul. Only one person said amen. Amen. Because you thought this morning I was going to preach, God is going to give you miracle money. Hallelujah. So this morning I'm preaching on the message I've titled, One Man, One Soul. And when I say one man, I'm not talking about the male gender man. I'm talking about everyone. So one man, one soul. Now the scripture we read in the book of uh, Matthew chapter 6, verse 33, notice how Jesus started his conversation. He said, but every time you see a statement begins with but. That means something was said prior to this but. Now, the but cancels everything that was said before the but comes in. So, for instance, the Bible says that weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. So, what that simply means is that it doesn't matter your weeping night season. what's important is your season of joy. Amen. Weeping may endure for a night, but the moment but comes in, it means your weeping that endure for a night is become zero. But makes everything that was said before zero. But makes everything that was said before. Noil no and void. So the Bible says, weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. So the Bible says in Matthew chapter 6, verse 33, Jesus said, but seek first the kingdom of God. Now, if you read from verse 22, Jesus was talking about the needs of people. Mm-hmm. Now he first started talking about that you cannot have Two masters. You can only have one master. He said you can't serve both God and mammon. You can only serve God. When you serve God, mammon will serve you. Mammon there simply means money. So Jesus was talking about all these things. And then not only that, he went forth by talking about the lilies of the field and talking about how people are concerned about what to eat, what to wear, where to leave, what to clothe themselves. I'm sure this morning, uh, most of the ladies in the church took more time looking in the mirror. Probably some of them changed their dresses a couple of times, you know, towards something and look in the mirror. I, said, I don't like this one, changed it, you know, and so on and so forth. Before you came to church. And most of the times it's normal. Human beings worry about what to wear, what to eat, you know, where to sleep. People are concerned about their jobs. People are concerned about what's going on in the economy and so on and so forth. So all these things were going on and Jesus authoritatively said, guys, all these things that you are thinking about and looking for are good. But I want to show you a more excellent way. And then he went forth to say that, but seek first the kingdom of God. Now notice, when Jesus said seek first, that means they were seeking those things first. They were seeking the food first. They were seeking their jobs first. They, they were seeking their, their careers first. They were seeking all of these things first. But Jesus never said, okay, well, it's okay. Uh, I'm not saying don't think about food because definitely you're going to eat. But Jesus said, seek first the kingdom of God. Seek first the kingdom of God. Don't go seeking first your career is Jesus saying we shouldn't pursue our career path? No. Is Jesus saying we shouldn't eat? No. Is Jesus saying we shouldn't we shouldn't clothe ourselves? No. Jesus is saying that don't worry. Even he said the lilies of the field, your heavenly father takes care of them. The birds of the air, they they neither they neither sow nor reap, but your heavenly father takes care of them. And Jesus said, if your heavenly father takes care of them, how much more you? In comparison, you are more better than a bed. The bed was not made in the image of God. You were made in the image of God. Are you following me? So God thinks more about you Than the birds. So Jesus was comparing the birds and telling us that, listen, the birds, on the scale of preference, they are probably down, 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 down below. But your father takes care of them. Your heavenly father looks after them. How much more you. So he said, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness And all these things, all the things that the Gentiles are going after, all the things that you are thinking about, all the things that you are running and chasing, Jesus said, and all these things shall be added unto you. Write this down. The longest path in life is to seek other things and not the things of God. The longest path in life is to seek other things and not to seek the things of God. The children of Israel could have crossed the Red Sea within three days, but because they were seeking after other things, it took them 40 years. When you go seeking after other things and you don't seek the kingdom of God, what will take you three days to accomplish will take you 40 years. Hmm. That's why it's important for us to seek first the kingdom of God. I know most of us in this church, probably 60 to 70% We're not born in this country. So many of us came to this country primarily for economic purposes, if I may put it so. For career reasons to make ourselves better. Isn't that right? And that's the truth. And most of us, before we left, wherever we came from, and most of us, I would say, we're already Christians. I'll say maybe one or two of us probably gave their lives to Christ in this country. But most of us knew God before we came here. And many of us made a vow or a covenant with God that if you bring me into this country, I will serve you all the days of my life. And many of us, the moment we got here, Instead of our love for God growing stronger, it grew cold. I remember vividly when I had the opportunity to come to this country, I heard a lot of stories. People said, hey, Babylon, when you come to Babylon, because of the cold, you backslide. (laughs) They said you backslide. He said, the money, because of money, you backslide. Wow. I said, wow. So I had just started a prayer meeting in a park. We're just about three or four guys. And my passion and hunger for the things of God was so strong that I had a scholarship to come here. And before I went for the visa, I prayed. I said, Lord, if it is not your will, don't let them grant me the visa. Because I don't want to come to Babylon and backslide. I didn't want to come to Babylon and backslide. And so I put in the visa application when I applied. They didn't interview me. They said, come and take your visa tomorrow. So I, I went and picked up my visa. And in those days, you know, people say, you have to have a lot of money in your bank account. I had nothing. I didn't even have a bank account. And yet, they gave me the visa and I came. Studied for two years, Bible school. I said, Lord, I want to go home. I want to go home. I studied again a few years. I keep saying I want to go home. God says stay, stay a bit longer. Because God gave me this vision years before I came here. Now, follow me very carefully. So I keep saying I'm gonna go home, going, going to go home. And then it didn't happen. Then one day God said the time has come to start the vision. To start. So I said, but where? My room was my bed was about the size of this heater right here. You know those beds, single small beds that you push to the wall. You don't put it in the middle of the room because the room itself was so small and if you sleep on that single bed, you might roll off if you enjoy sleep too much and fall off. So it was by the wall. And so we started the, the church there. We started it as a prayer meeting and we're praying, people were coming and then all of a sudden, my, my wife also came. My then friend, best friend, I asked her, Can we be best friends? She said, no. Can we be prayer partners? She said, no. Can we be covenant prayer partners? She said, no. I said, so sister, what do you want us to be? (laughs) Everything, no, no, no. What do you want to be, sister? She gave me a tough time, but finally she agreed. And then we got married. Now, why am I telling you all this? when you seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, all these things will be added unto you. My, my understanding was I'm going to go home and get married because I said to myself, Ah, Babylon, Babylon ladies are too independent, if you get what I mean. And when this sister came, she was a qualified pharmacist, Driving her own car. Then I didn't even have a bicycle. I said, wow. But you see, when you seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, he adds all things. That's why seeking first the kingdom is your shortcut into your destiny. Seeking other things is the long route. I'm telling you. It's the longest route. I knew people that we all came to the UK at the same time who were doing three, four, five jobs and yet could not travel back home. Every time they were in debt, some of them even came to borrow money from me till date they have not paid. One of them insulted me. He said, everybody is coming to Babylon to look for money. You have come to Babylon to start church. What will church give you? Excuse my language. He said to me, you are a big fool. That's what he said to me. And yet he came to borrow money from me. Till date he hasn't paid. (laughs) I who is doing church, by the grace of God, I had more money than he who was doing three, four jobs. He was stuck in this country for years. Couldn't go home. By the grace of God, every, every semester, I go home. I buy my ticket, I go home, I come back. How did it happen? Seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and he added everything. He gave me a good wife. My home is a home of peace. You see, when I sleep, I snore. When I sleep, I don't open one eye and check whether is my wife going to do me harm or not. (laughs) When I sleep, I sleep. My home is a home of peace. Because when you seek first the kingdom of God, he's going to add all things to you. All things. Even the things you don't expect, he will give it to you even the things you are not looking after, when you seek first the kingdom of God, he will give you things you are not expecting. In all humility, I have traveled to so many nations that if I was I was working by myself, I couldn't have gone. There are pastors in this church that I have sent to other nations. How did it happen? Seeking what? First the kingdom of God. You see, When you place your needs in front of God, forget it. You are going the long route. It's a life full of struggle. I'm not telling you fables. I'm not telling you something that I have not experienced. I'm telling you practically what I have experienced and continue to experience in my own life. There's a man of God we met, uh, I think, three years ago. Um three years ago I was at in a conference and I watched him the first time preaching at Creflodoles um church anniversary. And I I really liked the man. I mean my 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 spirit connected to him. And I watch a lot of other churches. I see him preaching all over. I said, Wow. So I was in this conference and He was sitting in front of me and I was sitting on the same row with his children, two children. So, that day I just felt this is the time. So, after the service, I said, man of God, oh God bless you, I've watched your messages, you're a great blessing. You know, we'd like to you to come and preach in our church one day. I know he has a huge ministry. Now, I'm teaching you how seeking first the kingdom of God works. My desire was for him to come and preach here. And so one day I was there. Well, the wife took my number because she said, Okay, can I say, Can I have your number? She said, your wife, you know, those big these big people. So the wife took my number. I wasn't even really sure they were going to call. One day I was there and then they called me. I said, Oh wow. He called. I said, wow, this is strange. So we were talking and talking. And then I was there. He called me and he said, oh, he's coming to the UK to preach. Can I meet him? I said, yes. So my wife and I, the kids, we went. We met him. We had a nice meal. He said, oh, you know. Our little boy was jumping everywhere. I said, oh, this boy is spoiling my chances today <laughs> now. You know? But the key is seeking first the kingdom of God. All other things will be added. So um, he left. And then, um, was it last month? Was it last month of January? I can't remember. January. January. He was in He, he was in France. And preaching in France, he called me and said, "Pastor, uh, we are in France. We are preaching." I said, "Oh, I will come. We would like to come, you know." So, on the Saturday, on the Sunday, we finished church service. I took our pastors out for a meal. We were having a meal, and then he called. He said, "Pastor, are you still coming?" I said, "Oh, sir, I'm so sorry." So now we had had a prophetic encounter that week. Somebody said, today's service is about stories. Sometimes the stories is good for you. So we had a prophetic encounter service. I was very tired. Then my wife said, you have to go. Because she was very disappointed that I didn't come. Because I didn't see what this man sees in me. This man has, as a matter of fact today, they were celebrating 35 years of their ministry have a large ministry in India and so my wife said you have to go so she booked me a ticket uh, on a Tuesday I flew in spent a few hours with him and so pastor you came we had a chat and everything and whilst we are talking now notice my desire was for him to come and preach here so I've been looking for ways to get him to come and preach here so as we were eating and everything then he said, Pastor, we like you very much. Out of the blue. He said, we like you very much. We would like to support you. And as we were talking, he said, you know what? I want you to come to India this month and come and preach. Now, seek first the kingdom. My desire was for him to come and preach here. I'd never had any ulterior motive to go and preach in his church because this person uh, in his church, Bill Winston preaches there, Creflo Dollar, Bishop Oedipo, name all this, Maurice Cerullo, all these big people who have been in ministry 40 years, 50 years plus, they preach on that platform. So he said, ah, come, we, we, we have a date for you. Four days. Wow. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I said, oh, no, no, we want you to come here. We want you to come here. But I said, no, we want you to come first. I said, wow. And so, he said, okay. So, we we finally agreed. And then, by the grace of God, I'll be going there this month. Now, now, I'm teaching you this for you to understand that when you seek first the kingdom of God, all other things will be added unto you. And your seeking of the kingdom of God must not have ulterior motives to it. That God, I seek you so you can give me this. I wasn't looking for a church to preach in. But this is a man of God that has been preaching for 35 years, have tens of thousands of congregation asking this young person who has been in ministry just for a few years to stand on that same platform that anointed men and women have. He said, Pastor, you are doing well. I said, what does this man see? It? What is he about me that he sees? Nothing. That's how God relates to us. When you seek first the kingdom of God, everything you need in life, he will give it to you plus more. Amen. But if your motive is ulterior and all you are thinking about is what can I get from God, then you've got it all twisted. The shortest route is seeking first the kingdom. I know most of us are here for economic reasons reasons praise god but i'm telling you god did not send you here for that purpose you thought you were coming here for for to to better your career but god had you in mind to reach souls for him i never knew i was going to meet my wife here never dreamt of it As a matter of fact, the house that I lived in as a student, I had a lot of South Africans there, and I said, oh, these South Africans, the way they behave, I don't think I can go close to them. (laughs) That's the honest truth. When I saw their lifestyle, the the way they were partying, I said, wow. (laughs) But you see, that's why you have to be careful what you say. You have to be careful what you say. Finally, God brought a South African. I said, wow. (laughs) And when we got married and, and we were driving on our honeymoon and my wife showed me where she was born, I said, this can only be God. From where I was born and where she was born and where God brought both of us to meet, this can only be God. If you seek first the kingdom of God, all other things will be added. We can close the service right here. We can close this service today here. You are seeking for other things that is giving you headache. Seek for God. You are seeking for money. You are chasing after money. You can't get the money. Even the money you don't have. You say, how do I know you don't have? Because when it's time for tithes and offerings, you get offended. So that means you don't have it. Yeah. The money you are seeking after, you are chasing after, you don't have it. When we carry you now, we throw you up and we drop you on the floor. Not even one pea will come out of you. (laughs) Are you following? So seek first the kingdom of God. Praise God. Seek first the kingdom. Let your passion be the kingdom. Let your heart be the kingdom. God have sent us here to rescue this nation. Mm, amen. Say amen, amen to that. Amen. God have sent you and I here. Not for economic purposes. Well, do your economic business. Good, Build your house. Buy your house. Do your business. All of these things are good. But the primary reason for God bringing you here is to redeem this nation. Is to rescue a soul. So every day of your life. Your number one thing you must think about is souls. If you like put it to test. Three months. Start winning souls for the next three months. March, April, May. Make it your target. For the next three months. I'll win just one soul a month establish them in the house of God and see what you have been struggling for for years and see if God will not turn that situation around. The children of Israel thought they were going into Egypt to buy grain but they didn't know that 400 years ago a prophecy had gone ahead of them saying that A time is coming, God cut a covenant with Abraham and said, your descendants will go into slavery for 430 years. They were not even born yet. God orchestrated a famine. Joseph was persecuted, sent ahead of them. They never knew, but it was part of a prophecy that God had already spoken that had gone ahead of them. That's why I'm telling you, you are not in this country by accident. Amen. Amen. You are not here by coincidence. Something has been written about you before you showed up. Amen. Amen. That's why you need to ask God, Lord, reveal your purpose for which you have brought me into this country to me. Money is good. But seek first the kingdom of God. Seek first the kingdom of God. Seek the kingdom of God first. Let the kingdom of God becomes your daily passion. Let it be what wakes you up in the morning. Let it be what Causes you to run around town looking for souls because God says we are saviors of men. You have been made a savior of men. It's time for the church to come back to what we have been called for. If you seek first the kingdom of God, all other things will be added. Some of you are struggling, your marriage, there's so much trouble. Because you're not seeking first the kingdom. You're trying to get married. It's not working because you're not seeking first the kingdom. How many of you don't want to be placed second? How many of you want to be placed first? Of course, all of us. Why do you place God second in your life and expect God to place you first in his life? Why do you place God number two and you want God to place you number one? You pray and pray and say, God, why are you not listening to my prayer? God is also asking, why are you not winning souls for my kingdom? If you place God number one, he'll make you number one. You say, Pastor, what you're saying is not biblical. James chapter four, verse eight. God says, draw near to God and I'll draw near to you. God is always there. He doesn't need you and I. We, You and I need him. How many of you know that? God doesn't need you and I. You and I need him. If you, you say I don't believe in God. God is God. If you say God doesn't exist. God is God. You die and see who you meet. You die and see who's, who who will be judging you. You can't be a student and when it's time, your teacher is teaching you and say, as for me, I don't believe in these things they are teaching. You know, you know all, this, all this geometry, ad mass, numbers and alphabets mixed together. I don't believe in it. At the end of your semester, your teacher will place a test before you. Everything he's taught you, he's going to test you. The purpose of the test or the purpose of the exams is not to fail you. The purpose of a test or an exam is to test what has been, you have been taught. So, right here we are being taught on this earth. You and I will stand before God one day. Hebrews chapter 9, verse 30. Hebrews chapter 9, verse 30. Hallelujah. So one second, I'll get it for you. Praise God. Are you getting something out of this? 27, Hebrews 9, 27, sorry. We're going to read this together. Ready, go. It says, it is appointed unto men to what? Once die, but after this, what? What? No, read it carefully. What? What? No, read really it carefully. There what? They're what? They're what? There. So whether you like or not, will you die? Will you die one day? Yes. Or you live forever. Kelicholero, will you live forever? No chance. You'll die one day. Yeah. One day, one day we we'll all go. Am I not telling the truth? Yes, yes. Whether you believe whether God is there or not. One day, when you die, you and I will face their judgment. Mm, mm, mm. Their judgment is based on what we have done here on earth. Mm. And I've always told you, you know, I know many of us like to listen to those who say, I, I went to hell and came back. Nobody goes to hell and comes back. Nobody has gone to hell and come back. Somebody say, oh, I, go to, I went to heaven and I came back. Nobody has gone to heaven and come back. Only one person, Jesus. Amen. Only Jesus has gone to hell and come back. I respect all men and women of God. That's their opinion. Maybe they went in their dream not person nobody goes to a hell and comes back oh listen to me carefully nobody goes to now when you go to heaven why do you want to come back here why will i go to heaven and i want to come back to this earth why will i want to in heaven there is no cold there's no winter I know many of you don't like winter so why would I go to heaven where the streets are streets of gold and then I come back no the parable of uh, uh, Zacchaeus and the rich man the rich man said father Abraham please let me let me go back and warn my five brothers what did he say to them Let them hear the prophets. prophets. Let them hear them who are already there because nobody comes from there back here. So you better live right now. That's why the Bible says in Ezekiel that everybody's blood that you don't minister salvation to will be required from our hand. Mm. You know, I always say that People always say heaven will be enjoyable, but I think some people will not enjoy heaven. Because some people will see their brothers and sisters in hell. Because the rich man saw Lazarus in the bosom of Abraham. That represented heaven. So some people can see from hell to heaven and from heaven to hell. Now, if you see your brother and brothers burning in hell, do you think you enjoy heaven? No, you won't. I saw what my father was dabbling in, all kinds of stuff. One day, I went to a covenant family, a heaven house, a home cell, and compassion rose up within me. And I prayed for my father. I said, God, don't let him die without knowing you. When I gave my life to Christ, my father kicked me out of the house. I slept outside. Mosquitoes feasted on me. My father was against any form of prayer or anything in the house. He kicked me out of the house when I got born again. (laughs) You have no idea the persecutions I went through. Kicked me out. But I knew he was destined for hell, so I prayed... If your family or relatives are going to hell and you pray and you don't cry, you don't have compassion for them. Mm. I prayed and prayed and cried that Lord don't let him die mm. without knowing you. And to, all, to God be all the glory, before my dad died many years, he had an encounter with Jesus. Hallelujah. He knew Jesus as his Lord and personal. My dad started talking to me about the power in the blood. Because he was from the other side. He knew power in this earthly blood. So he started telling me about the power in the blood of Jesus. So please let's wake up. Today this service is to wake up our conscience. Some of us are sleeping. Because if we are not careful, we will not enjoy heaven. God will show you pictures of people you are supposed to to save from the kingdom of darkness from heaven. And you'll be there in heaven crying and weeping. And say, oh, Father, I'm sorry. And remember, hell is for eternity and heaven is for eternity. So it's time for us to step out. Amen? Amen. It's time for us to step out and you know many of us minimum around us that we can influence easily is eight people. That when you pick up a phone and call and say next Sunday I want you to come to church with me they will not say no. You invite them to parties why are you not inviting them to church? You invite them to weddings and they come. Why don't you take the same effort? And invite them to Christ. Amen. Your responsibility is to invite them to Christ. That's all. Once you do that, you finish. Say, God, I've done what you've asked me to do. That's why this month, you must have a hunger to reach one soul for God. Amen. Say a good amen to that. Amen. We are not saying a good amen, amen so. Even the thing is telling you, say a good amen. So how do we go about this one man, one soul? Prompt obedience. Prompt obedience. Deuteronomy chapter 28 verse 1. It says, now it shall come to pass, if you diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God, to observe carefully and to do all his commandments which I command you today, that the Lord your God will set you high above all nations of the earth and all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you because you obey the voice of the Lord your God. So prompt obedience. Obey God promptly. Don't do it tomorrow. Do it today. This week, have have, have one goal. Have one goal this week. Prayerfully consider someone. Pray for him or her. And make it a habit that you are going to bring them to church next week, Sunday. Number two, whatsoever he tells you to do, do it. John chapter two, verse five. The Bible says that his mother said to his servants, whatsoever he tells you to do, do it. You see, whatever God tells you to do, just do it. God is telling you now, win soul. Reach out for souls. Don't delay, don't procrastinate. Do it now. Just pray for that person and go about telling that person about Jesus and see God change their lives forever. Listen, we have been called by God to reconcile the world back to Him. That's our ministry. Second Corinthians chapter 5, from verse 18 to 21. The Bible says, now all things are of God who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. Jesus has given us what? The ministry of reconciliation. That is, verse 19, that is God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their trespasses trespasses to them, and was committed to us the word of reconciliation. So, our responsibility is to reconcile the world to God. We don't condemn them. You can't reach people that you condemn. We have not been given the ministry of condemnation. We have been given the ministry of what reconciliation. And you can't reconcile anyone if you are not at the place of forgiveness. Forgive them. Reach them for Jesus. Some of the people that you need to reconcile back to God are people who have hurt you bad in the past. Verse 20, the Bible says, now then, we are ambassadors for Christ. As though God was pleading through us, we implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. For he made him who knew no sin to be seen for us that we might become the righteousness of God. That we might become the what? The righteousness of God. That's who you are. Let's reconcile the world to God. Somebody is asking, so pastor, how do I do this? Let me show you two strategies quickly. I call it the come and see strategy. The come and see strategy. Number one is in John chapter one, verse 44 to 45. Verse 44 to 45. John chapter, sorry, verse 44 to 46. John chapter one, verse 44 to 46. I read, this is now Philip was from Bethsaida, the city of Andrew and Peter. Philip found Nathanael. Notice that. Philip found Nathanael, And said to him, we have found him of whom Moses in the law and also the prophets wrote, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. So, verse 46, the Bible says, and now Nathanael said to him, can anything good come out of Nazareth? Peter said, Philip said to him, come and see. That's the first strategy. It's called the come and see strategy. Do you know why? Because people like to see. How many of you love to see the latest movie? You want to be the first to see. So it's called the come and see strategy. Philip showed us how to do it. Go to your Nathaniels. Tell them, come and see. You see my life? It's changed. My life is transformed. Do you wonder how I get joy? Come and see. That's all you do. Bring them to the house of God. Nathaniel had the right to ask, is there anything good that is going to come out of this Christianity? All you do is just come and and taste it for yourself. Come and see. The second come and see strategy is a woman who reconciles a whole village to Jesus. You know her? That woman had many husbands. We don't want to talk about that now. But despite her background, God still used her. John chapter 4, verse 29. You know the story? She said, come see a man who told me all things that I ever did. Could this be the Christ? Come see. Now, Philip only brought one. This woman brought a whole village. Through the same strategy. So, your come and see could bring one. Your come and see could bring ten. Your come and see could bring hundred. Whichever way it is, you are still rewarded. Your responsibility is to tell that person, come and see. Hallelujah. Finally, as we close, there is always a reward whenever we do the will of God. There is always a reward whenever we do the will of God because God is not a man that he should lie. God always rewards us. Amen? Amen. You can't serve God and God not reward you. I mean, think about it. Where you work, your employer rewards you at the end of the month. Pays your wages at the end of the month. That is a man That is a system. If a man pays you at the end of every month, how much more God? So John chapter 4 verse 36, Jesus said, He who reaps receives wages. He who reaps receives wages. Say amen. amen. He who reaps, not he who tries to reap. He who reaps, so he who achieves the results, well, how do I reap? By telling someone about Jesus. Only one person. Only one person this month. And I know some of you have the ability to, to tell someone 20 people. I know some of you have, have like 100 people on your WhatsApp. <laughs> Amen? Amen? Now you can WhatsApp them, start with Prophetic Encounter. Come to Prophetic Encounter this week. So Jesus said, he who reaps receives wages and gathers fruit for eternal life. Say amen to that. You see, don't think your reward is just here on earth. Your reward is for eternity. And he who gathers fruits unto eternal life. Your reward is, is also for eternal life. That both he who sows and he who reaps may rejoice together. Amen. Can I tell you what gives me joy as a pastor? When I see people walk through the door. day one, And despite their struggles. They come again. They come again. And then you begin to see their lives transformed. You begin to see their lives transformed. You begin to see them praying. You begin to see them worshiping. You begin to see them maturing in the things of God. That is what gives me joy. Because you can never place monetary value on a changed life. You can't. There are youths who are being killed... Across a landing. But we have our youths in church. Do you know what that means? Our youths are not engaged in knife crime. They are in the house of God. Serving God. Do you know what that means? You can't place money on those lives. Romans chapter 4 verse 4. It says now to him who works. The wages are not counted as grace but of debt. Oh, this is powerful. I could take a whole month just to teach on this. Now, he who works, his reward is reckoned not of grace. That means whenever we work, what is the work? The work is telling someone about Jesus. When you invite them into the house of God, the Bible says that that work is not counted as grace. But it's counted as God being in debt to you. Amen. <laughs> Do you know what it means for God to owe you? <laughs> can you? Can you understand? So every time you go winning souls, God is owing you. What a joy to know that God is owing me. Every time I come to God, I say, God, remember, I brought 20 souls. You are owing me. <laughs> Praise God. Amen. Somebody say amen to that. Amen. Final verse. First Timothy chapter 5 verse 18. Final scripture. we close. First Timothy chapter 5 verse 18. It says, for the scripture says, you shall not muzzle an ox while it threads out the grain. For the laborer is worthy of his wages. So, you are... The ox. So what the Bible is saying is that you cannot muzzle the ox that treads out the corn and the laborer is not worthy of its reward. That means every time you are bringing in soul, you are winning souls. Guess what? God is saying you are worthy of reward. Amen. And how does he reward you in so many ways? Amen. Through health. Through open doors through through favor. He he rewards you so many ways. Your house is intact, your family is intact. There is joy in your house. No, no, are you following what I'm saying? For the laborer is worthy of his reward. This week, let's all step out. As families, as individuals, step out, reach one soul. How many souls? One. How many souls? One. Is one too much to us? Oh. And see how your Christian life is going to start bearing more fruit. When you come to church and you see your soul lifting up holy hands and worshiping God, you start rejoicing. It gives you joy because you know that you have, you have an investment in this soul. You have an investment in the life of this person. And as we do that, God will reward us in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Did you receive it today? Hallelujah. Let's give Jesus a better praise. Every head bowed, every eye closed, please. You are here this morning, you've heard the word, you haven't given your life to Jesus. You know that if you die today, you will not make it to heaven. No Jesus, no life. No Jesus, no hope. No Jesus, no future. You know, you know in your heart of hearts that you have not given your life to Jesus. You want to ask that Jesus to so come to your life. Jesus never came to condemn anyone. He came to reconcile you to, to God. Jesus died on the cross for you and I not because of our holiness or because of our righteousness. He actually came to die not for righteous people but he came to die for unrighteous people. So if you see yourself as a sinner, you see yourself as an unholy person, then you are actually qualified. So this morning, if you haven't received Jesus as your Lord and your personal Savior, maybe you go to church. Going to church doesn't mean you're born again. Putting a car in a garage doesn't mean the car is a garage or the garage is a car. Going to church doesn't make you born again. Jesus said in John chapter 3 verse 3 to Nicodemus, he said, Verily I say to you, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. So that means the qualification to see, to see is first to be born again. John chapter 3 verse 6, Jesus said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Except a man be born of water and of the spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. There's one thing to see and there's one thing to enter. Both required qualifications is to be born again. So if you're here this morning, you're not born again. You haven't given your life to Jesus. You know if you die today, you'll not make it to heaven. You say, Pastor, pray with me. Maybe you are watching online. Maybe you are live. Maybe you are in this church. Maybe somebody invited you to church. And you're not born again. You say, Pastor, I want to give my life to Christ. I want to pray with you this morning. I want to pray with you. I want to pray with you. If you're here, you want me to pray with you, please lift up your right hand. I want to pray with you. Say, Pastor, I want to give my life to Christ. I'd like to pray with you. Secondly, if you're here, you want to rededicate your life to Jesus. You were once born again, but something happened and you went back. Something happened and you went back. And your relationship, there was a disconnection between you and God. You said, Pastor, I want to give my life to Christ. I want to rededicate my life to Christ. I want to pray with you. Lift up your right hand. I want to pray with you. Yes, I want to pray with you. I want to pray with you. Don't put it back. Today is the only day you might have. Today is the only day you might have. You say, Pastor, I want to give my life to Christ. I want to rededicate my life to Christ. I want to pray with you. I want to pray with you. Wonderful. Please, for those of you who have lifted up your hand, please rise up from where you are. Take the next step. I want you to come to me at the front. I want to pray with you. Please come. Please come. Please come. Please come. No clapping. No clapping, please. Just pray. Please come. Please stand here. Everyone praying. Today is the best day of your life. You are about to make the most important decision in your life. Jesus loves you just as you are. He died on the cross for you. You are worth his love. You didn't come here by accident. He brought you here. So we're going to pray this prayer. I want you to pray it from the depths of your heart. Okay? I'm going to say it, but you're going to say it with me and it's going to be your prayer. And once you pray this prayer, there's going to be a translation. You're going to be translated from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of his marvelous light. Okay? Today is your day. God loves you. So let's say it together. Say with me, Lord Jesus. Jesus, I come to you just as I am. am. Forgive me of my sins. sins. Write my name name in your book of life. life. May I save you you. all the days of my life. life. In Jesus' name, name. amen. 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 You don't have to cry. He loves you. Okay, I want to pray with you. Father, in the name of Jesus, your grace drew your daughter into your house this morning. Let that same grace preserve her. Let that same grace sustain her. We thank you. Devil, we mark this one with the precious blood of Jesus. She's no longer your property. She belongs to Jesus. She belongs to Jesus all the days of her life. Holy Spirit, I ask right now, as I already know, that you are now making your abode in her. Let today become a new day for her. The 1st of March, 2020, let it be a day of remembrance. Let her point to this day and say this was the day I turn my life around for Jesus. From today I ask that fire of the Holy Ghost will burn in her soul. Her heart desire will be for the things of God. Father, in her weakness, strengthen her. In the mighty name of Jesus, we thank you. We give you praise. In Jesus' name. Amen. Congratulations, congratulations, congratulations. That tears is tears of joy. You are now born again. You are now a child of God. You belong to Jesus. And for the rest of your life, I will see you grow in the things of God and become mighty in Jesus' name. Congratulations. Let's appreciate Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, come on. Let's appreciate Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you so much for taking time to listen to The Solution Word by Pastor Adama Segbeji for prayer or further details. Or why not visit us this Sunday at 10 a.m. at Solution Barnfield Road, Northgate Crawley, RH10 8HQ. Your experience at Solution is sure to be a time of great blessing. Solution bringing hope to the hopeless and solution to the nations.